Hey everyone, it's Jaime, and I'm joined by Maddie. Hi guys. Hello. Let's get the show started, shall we? Okay. You want to talk about how shit is on fire? Sorry, I totally cut you off. No, I was... um, Yeah, it is. (laughs) I mean, not literally, but it's... uh, It's almost there. Feels like the surface of the sun here lately. Uh, I'm sweating profusely. Yeah, we're in a pretty hot room of the house, but... um, Why do we do this to ourselves? I don't know. But it's June, not even June, the beginning of June, but this is like August weather. Yeah, and it feels like we've been in a in a sauna in the house, and typically it's a well-insulated in- home, and it just feels like well, it's more extreme than it's ever been. We have a two-story house, so heat rises. Yeah. So the lower levels of the house are perfectly fine, but up here... It's a, a sauna a right furnace. now. Yeah. So, I'm going to be, yeah, um, it's going to be awful. I know those of you who live in warm climates are chuckling to yourself because we can't handle we're not used to this and it's actually embarrassing for me to say because i lived in a pretty hot mm-hmm. like climate when i was younger but I'm, maybe you acclimate i'm fully desensitized and and we're not really used to getting this hot i mean we get hot you know in the 80s mm-hmm. but i would say the 90s the high 90s don't happen until you know august so it's unusual it's definitely an unusual um heat wave and uh i don't know fucking climate change or something but yeah well they were saying that in in california and i don't know if we're going to be talking about this the whole time but i just wanted to mention it i read this article that uh the lakes in california the water reserves are at 50 percent uh than what they're supposed to be Mm. it's horrific people are scared and they're like we don't know if we're gonna have a lake anymore it's just you know it's up in the air so I, I find that this might be a trend that we're going to start seeing, and we might as well enjoy what we have for the time being because we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, hell, the the climate might change enough that we might be living in either a truly high desert, an elevated desert, or we'll be living in a tundra. Yeah. We'll see. I, I don't know what it's going to do. I mean, we already are kind of defying the odds by living here because. We shouldn't be li- we living We shouldn't. Here. Humans really can't we, function very well here because there is so little water. Mm-hmm. Um, but by modern technology and... Do you think we should move because there's not going to be water here? Because I had a theory that... And, and indulge me for a sec. I had a theory that a lot of our water was going to be going to the coasts and in the more populated areas because they're running out of water. They're not going to have water to take care of the people in in the larger metropolitan areas. So they're going to get our nasty ass hard water <laughs> and hey, more power to them. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, but eventually I'm not moving to the coasts because that's a lot of work. Okay, those, first of all, but I mean, those fuckers will be underwater in 50 years. So no, we're not moving there. I've seen San Andreas. Being, I know what happens. <laughs> Sorry guys, but it's true. Um <laughs> I I'm not going to swap one crisis for another. So Yeah, I was also listening to this YouTube video about the Yellowstone Caldera. And they were putting into perspective what a horrific event it's going to be. I only got to see a part of it because I was on a on a break. But the interior part of Yellowstone, like right underground, 
is literally just a lake of lava. That's all it is. And there's a small funnel, like right at the center, that I guess they, they estimate that when the shit goes down and Yellowstone blows up, you're going to see the floor of Yellowstone rise mm-hmm. several feet. Like, that'll be the big warning sign. Like, this shit's coming, and you guys have 10 to 15 minutes to vacate. Minutes? Yeah. I mean, the explosion is going to hit our our area, which is central Wyoming, in 15 minutes. If but, that, But at there's going to be warning signs beforehand, right? I would imagine so, yeah. The, I think I mean, there's seismologists that watch this stuff. Yes. They said that it, it will be um, preceded by a lot of earthquake activity, not just in like the immediate area, but in surrounding areas. So we'll definitely know. But I think that overall, there's, there's going to be a lot of destruction that's going to change pretty much all of the Western United States. There's going to be ash everywhere. Is that and destruction? Would that be bigger than Saint, uh, Mount St. Helens? Oh yeah, yeah. So Yellowstone is the largest volcano in North America. Would that be like a like an extinction event or almost just, yeah. almost? I mean, it, it's going to have repercussions that will reverberate around the country and the world. Mm. Like it it possibly could throw us into one of those nuclear winters where like it it happened in the middle ages when they said that the volcano in iceland erupted and the world was gray for like three years two three years yes like crops didn't grow and that might be that might be a similar scenario that Mm -hmm. happens and most of of america would be destroyed Mm mm-hmm and one thing that was also a little bit disconcerting is that they're looking to put these nuclear plants in here, which I'm very, I don't know, I'm, maybe I'm being incredibly ignorant about this and there's a lot of development. But as we mentioned in our episode when we talked about Chernobyl, I don't know that we learn from our mistakes. It would be nice if we did, but I just don't know that that <laughs> we can trust humanity with the kind of nuclear energy that we're that we're tinkering with. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we, for those of you who haven't heard the, I, I guess it's Bill Gates's company. Yeah. Bill Gates and Warren Buffett actually co-own the company. Yeah. And I can't remember the name of it. I'll it's look like, it up. It's like nature, Terra or Terra, Terra, nature. Terra Nova or something. Yeah. yeah. But, but they, they've essentially, they've chosen Wyoming as the newest site for this nuclear reactor. Um, they haven't chosen the city yet. It's going to replace one of the coal plants in either Kemmer, uh, Glenrock, Rock Springs, and I think there was no. It, it's just two right now. It's the Jim Bridger power plant. No, Kemmer was in the article too. Really, they were talking yeah. about Kemmer as well. Um, that might pretty much it. like all the big coal plants. Yeah, because um, they do have one that are there. looking to be retired this decade. So that would be Dave Johnson, Jim Bridger, and the one in Kemmer, which I yeah, can't and this is, is Terra Power. So they're partnering with uh, the Wyoming governor and Pacific Corp to announce efforts to advance nuclear technology in Wyoming. And from their website, they will be using the new natrium reactors, mm-hmm. um, a demonstration project that will bring clean energy and jobs to the state. So it's essentially a demo, a trial period for this. Technology and you to said sell that it. it uses uranium instead of plutonium. Like that's the big draw. 
or yes, that's like a, the difference between yeah, other nuclear reactors in this one. Yeah, it's uh, Which, expected to be announced by the end of 2021. Um, there was a whole thing that I read on their website where they will be using retiring Wyoming coal plants to ensure that a formerly productive coal generation site continues to produce reliable power for our customers. Um, the project features a 345 megawatt sodium cooled fast reactor with a molten salt based energy storage system. The storage technology can boost the system's output of 500 megawatts of power. I, MW, right? Capital MW is megawatts. Mm hmm. Okay. Of power for more than five and a half hours when needed, which is equivalent to the energy required to power around 400,000 homes. This innovative addition allows a natrium plant to integrate seamlessly with renewable resources and could lead to faster, more cost effective decarbonization of electricity generation. In addition, the technology's novel architecture separates and simplifies major structures, reducing complexity, cost, and construction schedule while delivering safe and reliable electricity. This is obviously from their website, so they're doing their best to pitch this. But again, we're dealing with I nuclear mean, energy. Isn't the issue with nuclear the byproducts? I mean, isn't I that like the main, um, I don't know. Like, I just feel like the byproducts that, you know, like the water that's needed, like, what do you do with the water? Yeah. You put it in barrels and you store it somewhere, like for like a hundred thousand years or something. Yeah. So we're, um, we're poisoning, we're poisoning the earth. I mean, they say clean, but I don't understand what they mean by clean other than it's not <clears throat> belching out, you know, black you know smoke into the atmosphere i guess um i don't know man i maybe i am ignorant about nuclear but it just you know yeah okay we're not the soviet union but how many nuclear disasters has this country experienced a we've, few yeah but we've we have not seen something to the scale that's happened in other countries i just don't know why we're we're not pushing things forward in a way that i mean is is solar and and is solar energy not enough no i Clearly guess not, not because well they're not going to you know it it all comes down to who who they're going to give money to you know because it's all about the tax breaks yeah and solar and wind don't get the ta the tax breaks mm -hmm. so it is a, a decade old uh company terra power and I was trying to see, um, most reactors today are light water reactors and they operate by splitting uranium atoms to generate energy in a process known as fission. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this shit's getting heady here. Yeah. I mean, uh, trying to explain how a nuclear <laughs> reactor so we're, works on we're, the podcast is maybe not the yeah, best. Yeah, but we're, we're coming from a place of emotional response, right? Where you have seen a lot of these entities promising to be ethical about their approach and responsible with the technology that they wield. But time and again, these these private interests do not have the best interest of the people at heart. I mean, we're an experiment, right? This nuclear energy is going to be an experiment. So what kind of validation do we have that they're going to do what's best for our, our state? And I feel that 
This has been a time of desperation for Wyoming. There's a lot of change that's happening right now. And we just have to be very careful what kinds of things are being promised to the state. Yeah. Because I think out of desperation, we raised our hand and we said, hey, pick us right over here. We have all kinds of land. Go ahead and, and you know, use it to, yeah. to your benefit. Yeah. But and what I, are we actually getting out of this? Well, and expecting corporations to do the <laughs> to do the right thing is a, a mistake that we make over yes. and over again. And we we so. have seen this often. I don't know. I mean, maybe it'll be great. Maybe, yeah. Maybe we'll <laughs> all have like a mini nuclear reactor in our homes maybe thirty I'll, years from now. Thank I'll, you, Bill Gates. Maybe I'll leave my great. words, or you know, but I I it, will lead my radiated words. I immediately was like. Is that what we want to do? <laughs> you guys, and and again, we're maybe it's clouded by this this thinking of watching Chernobyl and feeling like we are helpless as a species if we don't move past this kind of um, poor experimentation. Yeah, because we don't think things in the long term. Yeah. We are not looking at at the long term, in my opinion, about this stuff. But I'm not a scientist. You know, maybe there's somebody who can uh, corroborate uh, the good that there is to come of this. But for the time being, I'm I'm feeling very pessimistic about it and thinking, you know what? Let's go. It's time to go. Just wrap it up. Yeah. I mean, if they choose Glenrock, that's real close. That's real close. And um, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I... I know what happened at Three Mile Island. <laughs> I know what happened at Fuku. You know what I mean? Like it's yes. I don't know, man. I don't. I wouldn't want to be part of the experiment. No, I really wouldn't. And and again, it's just the bad rap that nuclear gets, and and maybe it's something that um the good PR departments of of Terra Power and Bill Gates and all these folks are going to have to. Do really a 180 for a lot of folks, but... I think our generation has a natural distrust of corporations. Um, we've watched Aaron Brockovich too many times. Oh, right. Um, so, you know, you can read that website until the cows come home and it doesn't really... It's not going to do a lot to... There's no assurance. There's no there. assurance. Yeah. No. Because it's, like, it's coming because it's coming from the people that are trying to sell you something. Here's a squeaky clean version of what we're going to do, but we're not going to show you the bodies. We're not going to show you the the aftermath. It's just like fracking. You know, like yeah. they were like, Oh, it's this great new technology and we're gonna make a lot more a lot more oil come out of the ground mm -hmm. and oh, don't worry about the groundwater, it'll be fine. And here yeah. we are. Yeah. So, so it's uh it's pretty disheartening, but I'm hoping that um, maybe we uh, we find some other alternatives. And as I'm finding now, I mean, is electric stuff or, or battery-powered stuff like what Elon Musk is trying to do any better yeah. with the Tesla vehicles? I mean, there's... There's collateral damage in every aspect. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's not something that um, <laughs> I'm well-versed in, but it's definitely worrying 
uh, at first glance. So in the coming weeks or months, maybe we'll have a bit more information. But for the time being, this is a thumbs down from me. <laughs> I don't want to star we in st- the second season of Chernobyl. <laughs> I'm fine. We strayed really far from how hot it's been, but... I've strayed far from God. It's all... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're not talking about it's that today. All, it's all sort of wrapped up in the same idea that climate change is real. <laughs> this shit is happening we're kind of at the forefront being in Wyoming of, of the climate change issue because of, um, cause we're so entrenched in energy, uh, coal and again, oil. Right. So, um, this is some, a subject that is very, uh, at the forefront of our minds a lot of the time because our yeah. whole economy depends on it. Right. And, um, you know, climate change is, uh, a big issue here. So even if most people don't Very polarizing believe that issue. it's real. Right. So, but you know, I was thinking just in terms of a bigger catastrophic picture of, let's say Yellowstone goes off, right? And you have these nuclear reactors and you have the fucking nuke like missiles down in Cheyenne and scattered all over Wyoming. There's missiles. You got a stew going. That's a you Roland got, Emmerich a, movie going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's actually the sequel to 2012 <laughs> that he's been planning for a while. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm available. 2021 is the perfect year to release it because it's the inverse of 2012. Yeah. Roland, Ooh. call me. I have great ideas. <laughs> we, we've been on a Roland Emmerich kick. Do you want to talk about Roland Emmerich We did today? talk about him, remember? Oh, did we? Oh, Damn it. We talked about the day after tomorrow. Okay. Well, it was a grand old time. I really enjoyed getting shit destroyed or shit getting destroyed in the in these movies. Yeah. But you have to watch those movies with your finger on your nose because it's all pretty on the nose. Yes. Yes. But uh, <laughs> do you want to pause it really quick and let Phoebe out? Sure. All right. I'm back. I had to take care of my cat who is old. She has no teeth, and I tell everyone as often as I can so that they feel bad for her, because <laughs> she uh, may not have much time left. Mm-hmm. Phoebe, we love you. Rest in power. <laughs> so, we, we wanted like, to- I'm t- still here, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, ass face. She's Get out of my seat. She's going to go clean your butt on your pillow. That's- Oh, my God. <laughs> Having cats is the worst thing in the world. I do not recommend it. Zero out of ten. Zero stars. But yeah. they they do cuddle cuddle well. These are good, cuddly cats. They're not known for that typically, are they? Phoebe's certainly not. Well, yeah, but you know, like she cuddles with when me. When she cuddles, when she cuddles, she gives you good yeah, that's, cuddles. That's true. She really cares. She rattles like an old like <laughs> engine from the seventies, you know, down the streets. Like, yeah, well, you she, know, she's like, a hard purr. Yeah, but alas, we. Uh, this is what we have chosen. This is the path we have taken. <laughs> the road, our lot in life. Yes, this is our lot in life. But we wanted to talk about Mortal Kombat because it's a, uh, I guess a, a creative property oh. that's been a big part of my life. We're also not going to tank to climate change. We're not going to think to climate change. Fuck that. I mean, unless we're ready to go, say, baby Jesus, I'm ready. Take me <laughs> take home. Take me now. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. And then he looks at you and he says, I don't drive. <laughs> and then you're both screaming. That might be my favorite meme in the history of the world. I'm gonna That's a f- meme? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a four panel thing uh-huh. where somebody's like driving in the first one. It's like in a full panic going, oh my God. 
Jesus take the wheel and then Jesus appears in the second panel behind him, holds his hand, you know, like he's going to say something really uplifting. In the third one, he says, I can't drive. <laughs> and then in the fourth one, they're just both of them <laughs> screaming. <laughs> gold, absolute Silly. gold. So if you need to uh, go look at some memes, it'll make you feel good about life and stuff. So Mortal Kombat. Yeah, let's talk about Mortal Kombat. Something that has been a, a very profound story in my life. It's it's not that profound. It's just people <laughs> getting beat up mm -hmm. and uh, maimed and dismembered and uh, all kinds of stuff. It is the game that has uh, emotionally traumatized a generation. <laughs> it is a very powerful lore that i that i enjoy i don't know i mean let me ask you because we wanted to talk about the movie and i'm so biased i'm so partial to this this thing that i i couldn't wait to see it i was excited for three months before the movie came out and i i couldn't wait i just could not wait and um yeah it was I'm going to say it was phenomenal. It was the greatest thing that's happened to me in a long time, probably since our wedding day. It was it was a gr great to see these characters come to life with a big budget. Just a lot of fun, but I want to hear your take on it because you're a bit more removed from this equation. So let's start there. Yeah, I um I did play Mortal Kombat as a kid and um not a lot, but some uh, I did watch the movie, uh, the nineteen old school ninety five ninety five movie, um, and I I I don't know that I watched the entirety of this movie to be honest, but um, of the new one, I don't think so. You didn't watch. You I watched, watched most. Of I it. watched a lot of it. Um, it was fine. I mean, I <laughs> it for what it was, it was fun. Um, some of the dialogue left a little bit to be desired but um but it was fun and you know obviously kano like that guy who played kano was super funny um it was just like gratuitous bloody fun you know i mean that's that's what mortal kombat is and um it is fun to see a movie like that with a big budget because it, they really were able to like do the the special effects justice you know like the the power that each of these characters has justice um you know was able to be super violent and gory and it actually looked real you know and uh which is sort of the fun part of mortal Kombat. and uh yeah i mean it's also cool to see like a diverse cast you know they made us but like an effort to cast asian characters yeah. as asian actors um or you know asian actors as asian characters and um that was nice to see um yeah i mean it was fine it wasn't life-changing but it was fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i i find that for the diehard fans there's going to be a lot that they're going to have issue with I've been sort of following the subreddit, the Mortal Kombat subreddit for some time now. And because there's been such a development in the lore for, I mean, we're talking 
20 plus years of story and narrative that they could pull from the biggest takeaway, the biggest issue that most folks had was they created this Cole Young character who was an MMA fighter to have to be the in to the, the world of Mortal Kombat. When you have dozens upon dozens of existing characters that you could use as sort of like the, the main um, protagonist. I mean, uh, I had also heard that the director wanted to use Johnny Cage, but then they were like, no, we're going to save it uh, for the second movie. So I'm very hopeful with the success of this movie that they'll be able to do the trilogy, which is what they initially planned to do. Um, but I mean, the movie is is obviously not perfect. It's definitely not perfect, but at least at face value, you were able to see these characters come to life in a way that's never been done before. It's 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 a hokey movie, but the action is not. The moments of of pure character um, study for these uh, these exciting Mortal Kombat characters was like felt honest and it felt like they really paid attention to detail. But they they had um, some really amazing actors. I thought Kano, of course, was was really the the great core of the movie. Made it light and fun, and they really needed that. Um, but they had um, Hiroyuki Sanada. That's his name. He played Scorpion. And they needed somebody like that to set the tone. And I thought those, that interchange between Sub-Zero and Scorpion, that whole narrative was the strongest part of the movie, the best part of the movie. And everything else, just structure-wise, was like getting the band back together, getting folks to where they need to be. Yeah. Okay, I thought I heard the door. Never mind. But... um Overall, I mean, they're setting it up for the sequel, which is technically the actual Mortal Kombat. So that really kind of left something to be desired. Um, but I'm very forgiving when it comes to that stuff. The fact that we got to see Sub-Zero looking like a fucking, you know, like the Avatar almost. I mean, he was doing a lot of awesome stuff with uh, with Ice, and they took a lot of those moves from the game. That was, that was really cool. Um, I really wanted to see more Shang Tsung. Just because he's he's pretty awesome and pretty evil. I wish he looked less, like, lame. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't know, I like that actor a lot. And um, I just felt like his outfit was, I don't know. It was what? hokey. It, it wasn't, he should have looked more evil and less, like, aristocratic. Um, did he look like he was coming off the, the fashion runway in Paris? Kind Is of, that kind like of what it looked like? His long um, hair and like he had like this crazy cape and <laughs> like this is a little much. <laughs> I want him to be scarier. Yeah. Be, okay. I'm going to take a look at the picture again just to see. I mean, it's tough to, um, to replace, uh, the original Shang Tsung from the movie who is a fucking amazing villain a wonderful actor yeah. kerry hiroyuki uh tagawa he was the original shang Tsung. yeah and everyone loves him so much in in mortal kombat fandom that they actually added him to mortal kombat 11 so you can purchase the mortal kombat 11 pack that has johnny cage christopher lambert the original shang Tsung, and mm. uh, i believe sonya blade uh -huh. from the movie and i think that's really great praise he is the original will always be Shang Tsung, I think. But um, I do like uh, Chin Han, who is the new actor who yeah, I portrayed like him. him. I like him but, a lot, um, too. I mean, maybe it was the 
like the it's the hair i think it's the hair yeah because look, look at his hair yeah I don't, it, I, he is supposed to i think he is kind of supposed to look like like a chinese emperor or something right like he's kind of dressed like yeah yeah um, like um i don't know like a general or something and that's that's what they tried to do which i find that whatever they did was based on a place of of genuine interest to bring more out of those characters mm-hmm. um because they did that with scorpion you know because he he was part of like this japanese clan yeah um and they were warring with the chinese clan and all of their garb is is taken from that culture mm-hmm. uh with guidance from the actors and and folks in that uh you know uh, from japan so i thought that was pretty cool um but i was gonna see I'm looking too much into this because I'm interested, but maybe I'll do it later. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to put my phone away and focus on talking. Overall, though, uh, I'm <laughs> I shouldn't give movie ratings. I don't think <laughs> because I'm very I'm very biased and I'm very uh, emotional about it. But I think that's that's uh, I don't know uh, twelve out of ten. <laughs> that's uh, seven out of eight fingers, right? <laughs> but you, I mean, you know, it's it was meaningful to you. So absolutely. That- you know, seeing the movie done well was yeah, because it's it's joy. I mean, I I've mentioned like friends who are listening to this probably already know, but I used to play Mortal Kombat when I was eight and nine years old. I probably shouldn't have been, but I went down to the arcades that were a couple of houses down from my grandma's house, and I would watch the older kids, the teenagers do the finishing moves and I would watch them like go down, you know, the whole tournament and kick everyone's ass. And I'd be like, yeah. And then I started <laughs> doing the moves and it's, it's comfort to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's incredibly gruesome and I probably don't recommend it to anyone who has a, a weak constitution because it's, well, it's pure new, violence. I mean, the new games, we've let our son play the old games. Some of the super yeah. Nintendo versions without the fatalities no for fatalities the most part. no fatalities um but the, the newer the newer games are just i mean there's no way yeah my my son will not be anywhere near mortal no. kombat 11 and this is actually something that maybe we should be concerned about maybe i shouldn't play the game anymore but i had read that some of the animators had to go to counseling because <laughs> when they were doing it they i mean they they were doing research yeah. on on like physical trauma uh injuries and stuff and what that actually looks like to to animate them somewhat accurately and those guys got fucked up those guys (laughs) those guys they um need some workers comp for therapy (laughs) they destroyed their mental sanity it's not funny at all actually but um it just leaves you something to to think about to kind of chew over because this is this is powerful entertainment this is one of the greatest ch- franchises ever and clearly known for its violence, but I'm still torn. Like, is it something that should be acceptable or is it a part of who we are as a, as a species to experience that kind of brutality? I mean, in my opinion, this is way better than what we did in the Coliseum, you know, thousands of years ago, but it comes from the same place of experiencing a kind of destruction but i don't think it's any more damaging than watching a slasher movie or you know i mean people do that too right i just it's entertainment just be i think you know the argument generally speaking for like against things like this like against 
watching extreme violence, even if it's a movie, is that the the argument against it is that that person is going to then go out and commit those same acts. And yeah. it's like, that's clearly been proven over and over again to not be true. Right. And not that I advocate, you know, children watching slasher movies or, or playing violent video games, but um, I don't think it's as damaging as, as, like conservative America would lead you to believe. Yeah. Um, just like, I don't think pornography is inherently evil. You know I mean? It's, it's, there are limits, I think to. Yeah. And how, I, I think, yeah, maybe what, how that's consumed. What but. we're trying to get at is, is these are things that, that exist in the world, you know? Um, and, they are at extreme points. Like in this day and age, we're experiencing these things at a very extreme, severe, ultra on steroids kind of extreme. And I think maybe from a, a, a point of clarity for ourselves, or maybe if we're raising kids, we have to let them know that this isn't the way things are. Mm -hmm. And really that's where my mind goes now, because when I was a kid, somebody should have been telling me, not that I'm, I was like, you know, yeah, on my but... own, you know, and I, I couldn't tell the difference between reality and fiction, but I think it would have been nice, you know, for somebody to say, this isn't, you know, this isn't real life. This isn't real life. And mm -hmm. I think there, there always has to be that point of caution, whether it is, you know, like, like, um, you know, like, material of a violent nature or sexual nature, whatever it is, we we just have to be aware of what the repercussions are and using our, our you know, I guess our, our grown-up brain right. to to deal with it. Um, but th again, that's a contradiction because I watch Mortal Kombat and I'm like, yeah, fuck them up, <laughs> you know? And I think that that's the, the issue that intrigues me is like there is a deeper want to see the destruction. Mm -hmm. And that is not something that's new. That right. is something that is that is in us as human beings that predates any kind of civilized society. But at least we carry we're not more or less not doing it to each other anymore. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we're not actually doing these things like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you said in the Colosseum. A absolutely. But uh, Mortal Kombat... Uh, Great Friday night entertainment with the whole family. Get some popcorn. Enjoy it. Um, not the whole family. Not, I'm, I'm kidding. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, watch it by yourself at 11 o'clock because your wife is tired and doesn't want to deal with that shit. I don't want to see that lady get sawed in half by Kung Lao. Who needs that shit in their life? I had a long week. <laughs> Even with the video game, like I'm, I have a quota when of, you of fatalities that I'm like, okay, that's but you know what? Good. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to call Brenda, my sister, because I think she's a psychopath. Because I was playing the game when she was visiting us, and then I did the fatality where Devora does her mm. crazy thing. She's like an evil lady made of insects and, and gross things. Mm -hmm. And, and <laughs> she does God knows what. And then Brenda's like, I like her. <laughs> like you're out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> you, you need to get help. Uh -huh. Brenda, if you're listening, <laughs> get some help. I'm praying for you. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> She's like, shut up. <laughs> But folks, Mortal Kombat, uh, 14 out of uh, 10 stars. 
You want to give that one we a tink? It. I'm going to tink to that. I don't even know where my drink is. Oh, it's back here. There you go. Loud Sorry, and clear. There's plastic, plastic tink. cup. Folks, that's uh, that's what life is all about. Um, finding clarity and uh, laughing a little bit. Maybe watching somebody get maimed and destroyed on on your television sets. Mm -hmm. That's horrible advice. That just sounds incredibly counterintuitive. Um, but I I love the movie. Yeah. It's I kind of miss the campiness of the of the original too. Uh, very fond memories of that. But watching it now. Holy shit, that movie's so dated. Yeah. Goro it's was still fun though. Yeah. I mean, you know, it doesn't look good, but Yeah. Shang Tsung still fucking. I rocks. did like you know, I'll give you this. I enjoyed Christopher Lambert a thousand times more than the new Raiden. Because yeah. New Raiden was serious and he didn't want to do anything. He was like, <laughs> You guys have to figure shit out on yeah. your own. I like that actor though. Yeah. Benedict Wong. Is That's that who, who that? played? No. Yeah. Babe, that is not Is it racist? Damn it. Probably. No, he's in you... that movie. Is he not Raiden? <laughs> <laughs> I only saw it once and I was only half paying attention. No, that's not him, babe. Okay. We're, well, we're watching um I think you're thinking of BD Wong because we were watching uh Nora from Queens. And we can talk about that if you it's want, good, but we it's a good show. we'll we're not prepared for it. We'll talk about it uh next time around. Um It's probably a throne of lies though. You're you're probably not right about that. Damn it. IMDB is not working. He's British. Who? Benedict Wong. Benedict Wong? Oh, he's not in it. You're right. Well, this isn't in order. Hang on. What are you looking at? What do you what do you seek? What are you looking for? I don't even see in Mortal Kombat. You're gonna have to cut out like all of this. No, I'm not gonna cut anything. We go live, we we go nonstop. Um I mean, so summer is upon us, guys. And um oh, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> he's I don't know if he's in it or not. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh forget it get it can't figure this out um so yeah summer's here man i mean both in weather and in activities um i i gotta ask you something do you feel like a real parent this summer like we're we're gonna be carting our son around to a slew of activities. We've already we already have. We took him to the zoo. We took him to the aquarium. There's birthday parties. We took um, him to a couple birthday um, parties. We're going camping. Yeah, um, I'm getting out of the house is weird, guys. It is, but it, we're really doing it this summer. Um, we're going to that immersive Van Gogh exhibit in Denver. In that'll July. be sick. We're gonna give him some art. And uh, we're going to experience that. Um, I'm hoping that's not going to be a case of we drove four hours for this, but it was, was going to happen anyway. He, yeah, he's um, eight. Everything is underwhelming. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, at the end of the summer, we're going to Maine. Which we're very, very excited about. Um, my friend Anthony recently went and i i want to pick his brain about this so that we can get some ideas mm -hmm. because maine is a dreamland for 
for older people. It's not a the kind of vacation where you go, you know, to get wild or, you know, have one night stands or or uh, go to Coyote Uglies or whatever young people do these days. <laughs> Old people go to Maine to watch the leaves turn, to enjoy the ocean, to have wonderful <laughs> seafood. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna do all the not the leaves turning but because we're going in august but we're definitely gonna, no but we're but gonna listen drink beer um, and we're gonna eat lobster and- i don't want to call it a sophisticated vacation but it's it's a quiet getaway for um yeah, like, people I like you and i i don't want to go somewhere that's gonna like raise my stress level yeah so you know portland which is where we're going is about the same size as casper um you know it's Right. It's just a different place, you know, different. Coast. Yeah, and we want to experience uh, a little bit of uh, of that I guess uh East Coast life yeah, in a way. Yeah. And, and small town USA is way more interesting to me than big city life. So. There's a lot of yeah, um I was talking to a uh, um a coworker who's who was raised in that area and he recommended Bar Harbor, which is where Anthony went and mm-hmm. He got some really awesome drone footage, just beautiful stuff. Yeah. And it just got me really excited to go and take a look at that. I mean, it was just beautiful, absolutely gorgeous um, water by the, like these rock faces and, and like beautiful forest areas and stuff like that. Yeah. So Bar Harbor is going to be a place where we're going to stop by, mm-hmm. but I'm hyped for that seafood. Holy yeah. shit, I'm ready. Yeah, um, there's thrilled. like food tours we could take and there's like ferries we can take to other island, like neighboring islands um, in mm-hmm. Casco Bay. And like we're going to drive a little south and see some, there's like six or seven lighthouses in like on this one highway. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to, you know, rent a car and do that. I don't know. I'm just excited to. To not be here for a week, you know, just, just do something different, go to a place we've never yeah. been. And it's it's curious because you and I talk about this often, the idea that we didn't grow up with vacations. Our families didn't really do a lot of that. Our, my vacations when I was a kid was going to Mexico and seeing family, but we never really did anything outside of that. I mean, yeah. it's not like, oh, we're going to go down to, you know... Um, utah to camp for a weekend or whatever we're not going to go on vacation to vegas or anything like that and i mean for you what was that like because it was the same i mean we would the only vacations we took was to see family because we moved here we moved here from california and so all our all our family was still in california so we would uh go back i don't know a few i can maybe count on one hand the number of times we did that because it was a long drive, um, mm-hmm. and there was five of us. Um, but yeah, I mean, we didn't go on vacation. Just, we didn't. Yeah, and this is something that I think is kind of inherited. You don't feel like you can afford it. You don't feel like it's something that you have time to do. That you are that you deserve. Right, but as you get older, I mean, you start realizing, I mean, we got to do shit now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nice to look forward to, say, uh, retirement or do things when you, when you do have a little bit more time and you're not working, but what kind of living is that? You got to take a break. And yeah. I, I feel like 
our parents didn't really get a break. No. You know, they're just it was just work, work, work. Yeah. And now that this is going to be, you know, I guess the biggest point of this, this is our 10 year anniversary trip. Yeah. And wedding it's, anniversary. It's our yeah. So it's a big deal, and and I find that we have to do something that we're really interested in, and we can't be shy about it. We just gotta enjoy, you know, enjoy life, and this is step one. But if anything, uh, the pandemic kind of put that firmly in motion. It's just this feeling like you can't hesitate. Right. You can't hesitate to do any of these things that you want to do. So we'll start crossing off little spots that we want to go to, and. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, realizing that it is, yeah, vacations cost money, but it's a worthy investment in yourself, Yeah, you know, and in your family to, to do that. To do that. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. I'm excited. I'm going to gain another 30 pounds. So you had the COVID 30 plus, you know, the main 30, <laughs> I'm I'm going to be ready to go yeah it's we'll walk be... it off it's okay <laughs> we'll do all the walking we're working on that that's another thing for the summer it's like jesus christ how did this happen mm -hmm. just kept gaining weight nonstop. all that stress eating but yeah. it's all good guys everything's going to be fine live your life live your best life go on vacation just buckle your seat belts and uh you know watch mortal kombat when you get a chance <laughs> Just put your kids away. Mm -hmm. Don't let them watch that shit. <laughs> or you're a horrible parent. <laughs> there were always those kids that were yeah, either man, playing like, or watching things that were like so beyond yeah. what a kid that age should be doing. It's like, like, oh, what are, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're playing Grand Theft Auto. It's like, you're like nine. Yeah. What the hell is going on? It's like, come on, people, slow down. They're shooting hookers. And <laughs> It's like mugging yeah, people, carjacking. <laughs> yeah, at least uh, our son is not is not playing those games anytime soon. No. So feel good about that. Um, yeah, otherwise uh, I'm ready for the week to start. We're doing this on a Sunday, so you know we're kind of. We need to start doing this like when we can actually drink. I mean, when we, can we do? I mean, we can do that on the weekdays. I'm ready to go. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I guess that doesn't stop us necessarily. It's it's yeah, just a little drink. That's all. Sunday feels like if you start drinking at the beginning of the week, it's just you like, feel like yeah, you're letting yourself down <laughs> before you even begin doing anything. Yeah, it's like so. what are you doing, man? Yeah. Well, even Monday yet. <laughs> you gave up on life, didn't you, you bum? <laughs> yeah, I feel like a bum. It's like it's just a. <laughs> it's just a hard cider you know yeah something stupid like that yeah. um no all good things folks uh we're gonna let you go uh have a great great week middle of the week because it's gonna go out on wednesday right but uh maddie what else um subscribe uh rate the podcast review the podcast thank you friends so much for sending correspondence that was really awesome and it fun. made my day we love you very much uh, oh, sorry, I and the, the email is ourkidsasleep at gmail.com. Send us shit. If you want to tell me to uh, swear less, if you think that I should eat less, that's perfectly fine too. Put it in writing. Back yourself up. I'll read it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. Have a great night. Have a good night, guys. <laughs>